This call is being recorded. My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to my Tech Decisions podcast. Today's guest is Michael Skurla, Director of Product Strategy for Bitbox USA. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so thank you for coming. Uh, the reason that we had you on is because Bitbox USA uh, is an IoT uh, platform company, and you guys have an IoT platform for businesses. Uh, we definitely want to talk about because Internet of Things, I, I mean, almost everything is connected nowadays, right down to digital displays, lighting systems, tons of sensors on manufacturing floors and, and other places. Uh, it, it really, regardless of your department, there's most likely some piece of technology is connected to the network. And so all of that is a part of the Internet of Things. So, Michael, uh, first question that I have for you and our audience would have is, is what is an IoT platform and, and what does it do for businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I, I think I want to go back to the root of what is IoT? Uh, one of the, the greatest phrases that I heard was, hey, I got some IoT in my trunk. You want to buy it? <laughs> uh, that's uh, uh, it, it's, it's a misnomer out there in some cases as to exactly what the definition of IoT is, the Internet of Things. And really, it is um, a collection of different subsystems and devices that are everywhere. Uh, and they're becoming more and more prevalent in our lives. Uh, and you can take a great example from homes, um, things from Alexa being connected to thermostats from Nest to security systems to light bulbs. Uh, and then our phone being a central sort of provider of that, all of that sitting within our homes. Um, in the commercial space, platforms become a little more important with IoT. So. Uh, you look at the typical building, uh, the typical commercial building has anywhere between eight and 15 subsystems that are running in it. Uh, you just named some of them off, lighting, HVAC, elevators, um, plumbing, uh, all these different things that are running around. The problem is, uh, historically, all of these have been very disjointed. So you have all of this information and all of this sensing equipment everywhere. But they weren't relating to each other. They were running and efficiency stories and doing exceptionally well on their own, but nothing was saying, hey, give me all of your data because I wanna make decisions about this outside of your scope. The siloing philosophy was what we were following before. So an IoT platform takes in all of this disjointed data from often systems that are talking in different languages, um, talking about different trades and things, pulls them all together and then really allows someone to look at all of that data and say what's important to me beyond the trade so uh, companies like mitsubishi and train have done exceptionally well in hvac with their controls technology and people talk about controls quite a bit uh, but they're also giving off a lot of data and if we can take that data and also say relate it to the security system um, outside of the HVAC field or related to point of sale information because we have occupancy information. All of that becomes a real interesting bank of knowledge that we can look at from different angles and pull things out of. That's what an IoT platform really is. So uh, you mentioned that, you know, the, uh, the incredible amount of data that's available with IoT devices. What type of insights can an IoT platform delivered to businesses? And do you need a data scientist or someone trained in, in that field in order to decipher these insights? Historically, yeah, we were looking at large, uh, the, the philosophy of a data lake. So getting the information has been 
really difficult out of these systems up until recently, up until platforms really came into existence. But then once you got it there, people would look at this and say, fantastic, I have this awesome database of stuff. What do I do with it? Uh, and historically, that was data scientists looking at this and saying, I've been contracted or I have a goal of looking at all this data and looking for, say, marketing insight or um, uh, things like um, uh, portfolio planning can be, uh, you can look at the data and do that. But that was really the old school way of looking at this. Um, IoT platforms as a whole are now, I, I wanna use the word partnering, I guess, um, but this, this whole industry of something called microservices has come out. Uh, and these are companies that are looking for these data lakes, these IoT data lakes, and then offer very particular insight into specific trades. Um, one great example is a company named Lucid in Oakland. Um, and they're all about portfolio management of uh, facilities and basically limiting energy spend. Um, but when you look at energy spend, um, you've got energy being used from natural gas meters, um, HVAC systems, uh, electrical meters, um, different appliances within the building. And if you have, say, a restaurant, different uh, restaurant equipment and getting all of that data has been a historical problem. So I, I see a, a shift has happened in the last couple of years where these microservices has, have really evolved uh, into a way of saying, no, you no longer need to just hire custom programmers to look at this data. There are dozens, if not uh, pushing a hundred of these third-party analytics tooling, looking at highly focused areas of businesses to solve problems if they only had access to that data. And that's where the platform comes in. So the platform has that data Whereas these third-party analytics companies and microservices can look at it and then make business-relevant uh, decisions. Um, IBM Tririga for real estate is yet another one, a microservice that's looking for all of this. And, and I'd imagine the platform then just integrates all those microservices in there and to, to visualize the data. Yeah, see, that was that was what was interesting about microservices in the past. They were really good at the software and the analytics side, but they couldn't get the data. Um, and so to get the data to make their businesses useful, they had to get involved in this integration world where every building is different, every system is different. So they were tying on and becoming integration companies to then do their core business, was, which was analytics. Um, these IoT platforms that are now emerging, um, like Bitbox, um, say, no, no, we're taking care of all of that data integration side through intelligence and then leaving the customer uh, to decide. And that that's the actual end user to decide what they want to do with that data through different microservices. And uh, the IT industry has helped us tremendously on this with uh, things like standard REST APIs and uh different functions to allow this data. We're collecting all the proprietary stuff and then pushing out a single stream of data to these various microservices to do things. Okay. Uh, now, uh, we've already mentioned a bunch of uh, different kind of uh, uh, kind of systems that are that can be managed by the platform. What about the actual devices that are managed by the platform, obviously sensors for things like utilities. Um, but 
a lot of our audience, maybe in higher ed, for example, they'll have smart displays or smart projectors that they could connect to the network and they do things like monitor um, uh, battery usage. They monitor um, lamp usage to know when to maintain it. It, it, it. Are there limits to the types of devices that can be managed on an IoT platform? Not necessarily. That's that's actually one of the great things about the IoT world is that we're we've stabilized um, on. There are some limits, I suppose, and that would be propri very proprietary technology that's inaccessible. Um, but you start to look at the scope and the way that buildings, in particular, are communicating, uh, and the technology in those buildings, and you don't. Um, there's very few. Um, areas that are are inaccessible these days without, uh, but historically that's involved lots of bridging technologies and, and and other things. So you have certainly things like energy meters and the subsystems like HVAC within buildings, but then you also have a significant amount of newer technology moving into buildings uh, that wasn't there before that offers data, um, Wi-Fi systems, um, geolocation systems, indoor positioning is another big technology moving into spaces as well. And so these are other things just feeding this ecosystem of data that then can be mined in different ways. Um, so uh, the limits, no, and it is a two-way stream. Uh, we've been talking about getting data out but it's uh, because a lot of these protocols are now based upon Ethernet or things like Zigbee. We can not only take things in, but we can push data out through these as well. It's really up to the imagination of some of these microservices, how they want to impact things. Well, speaking of imagination, I, I'm wondering about the customization that's available through Bitboxes or, or in general, IoT platforms. What does the dashboard look like from one organization to another? Is it always uniform or is there, or, or is it completely customizable where it'll never look the same from one organization to the next? Well, that's where the microservice architecture really steps in. Uh, when you're looking at an IoT platform, you're really talking about data itself. You're looking to take in data and you can choose and customize what data you want to extract from each facility or each site. And then it all gets harvested up into a cloud ecosystem or a third party storage provider, uh, you know, things like AWS, Azure, um, or GCP. But then out of that, you can say, all right, well, I want dashboards. Great. Um, dashboards can be made by a significant amount of tooling companies out there that do visualization of IT, uh, IoT data. And so they're using that same repository, that same data lake of information, getting it through a REST API um, or a connection into that database. And then they are building up that graphical display the way they want it. Um, products like DG Lux out there are one of them that uh, allows graphical user interfaces to be highly customized to the point where you don't even know what the core thing was that built it. Um, uh, think of a lot of them now are like the Photoshop of IoT um, is a good way to put it. Okay. Uh, are there any controller automation or management capabilities offered through the platform? For example, can I update or turn off or otherwise manipulate devices through the interface itself? 
Yeah, you can. Um, and it's a, it's a bi-directional stream of information that passes th back and forth between both the cloud and the edge devices. So you can certainly offer not only pull in analytics data and run analytics on it, but push back information. You think very commonly of uh, the idea of HVAC or uh, systems for air conditioning and heating. You'll want to see the set temperature. You'll want to know what the temperature is now, but then you'll probably want to modify that up or down, uh, depending on what you want the environment to be. And the interface capability is um, built in there depending on the microservice you're using. Now, I will say that we and some other platforms as well um, offer some basic functions in there. Um, and a lot of those are around diagnostics of the edge sites because we're working on the idea of saying you have lots of sites let's pull all of this data in and do something with it well you want to customize what you're pulling in and out um, and that really is in that ui framework uh, to be able to do all remotely all on, all through the web uh, to configure onboard, offboard devices, um, discover new IT, IoT devices, or turn them off. So you don't want to get data out of those or control things on that end. Uh, absolutely, that's built in. Okay. Now let's talk about security. What what type of security is needed or, or let's say for Bitbox, what type of security is provided for an IoT platform? And what can happen if the platform is unsecured? Yeah, that's a huge topic in the industry, uh, particularly with all of the data breaches um, that we hear about in the news on a regular basis. Uh, and uh, IoT is an interesting, uh, the IoT platform is sort of playing this middleware between all of these edge devices, which debatably um, have different levels of security. Uh, so you talk about HVAC uh, building management systems. Uh, you know, how secure are they really? And then where are, are they just the open hole uh, into the larger network? So in, in our case, we are um, deploying with, uh, we're controlling the security on the edge and that funnel up to the cloud ecosystem, making sure that we don't, uh, that, that that's a single port um, that's uh, encrypted back to the cloud ecosystem. But then we also have that other connection from the cloud ecosystem down to these microservices, which is the API, which we control through uh, authentication as well and encryption. Um, uh, it's interesting because there's multiple stages of areas here that uh, theoretically um, could be exploited. But usually um, that exploitation happens at the very end edge devices. Some of these edge devices in the IoT world, and, and you'll see a lot of manufacturers now talking about it heavily, um, were highly unsecure in the beginning. Um, and so we're one advantage of an IoT platform is instead of saying you are directly taking information from these edge devices and pushing them into the cloud service or directly accessing them remotely, we, um, we are that gatekeeper um, on the edge saying this is your edge device, this is your appliance that you're pulling this IoT data into. We are then mitigating those security risks um, encrypting everything and pushing it up to the cloud service, um, the, the cloud platform, um, and then controlling access from there. Uh, there are other, and much of this depends on who is deploying it and uh, how, um, what type of facility they are. Oftentimes, you'll find the entire ecosystem um, from edge devices to 
the actual cloud service being put onto private infrastructure um, behind their own firewall to be within their um, own business network. And that's completely acceptable as well. Um, but as cloud ecosystems become more popular, more cost-effective and, and more scalable, um, we are seeing a, a rise in acceptance of saying, no, this, this building data has more value to be exported out into a, a, a secure cloud environment uh, and then accessed from there, leaving the security onus um, more on the cloud providers um, that are being used. Uh, it really is a touchy question on both sides. Um, but uh, the industry has matured significantly over the last oh, three years, um, and we're seeing everything now being encrypted um, using standards. Uh, and we also are, it's a top priority for us as well. Well, that's that's good to hear. And, and as you just mentioned, and, and we've mentioned a few times, Bitbox USA has its own IoT platform. Can you tell our audience a, a bit about what sets Bitbox USA apart and then let them know uh, where they can go to find out more information uh, about Bitbox USA? Yeah, sure. We are, uh, we saw this whole IoT ecosystem and the the different devices being a real problem for these analytic providers. And uh, there's so much energy to be saved. There's so much information that can be extracted and um, really impact both the top and the bottom line by these microservice analytics companies. Um, and they don't want to be in this business of integration. It's, it's, it's a hassle. It's expensive. Um, and uh, interconnecting things is generally highly custom. So, we went out to solve that problem by uh, creating a single appliance uh, that goes into every edge site. Um, and we are able to pull in just about every um, type of device you can think of and push that information up to a cloud system, which then organizes all of this data, not only from individual sites, but across an entire enterprise of sites. Um, and then unify it into a single source of truth API to be used by lots of different providers. So that same data lake can be used by 10, 12, 15 different providers to come up with different business outcomes. Uh, so we're um, uh, a highly scalable, um, cost-effective solution for people who really want to pull in and use what they probably already have in IoT devices out in the field um, and turn those into bus uh, business uh, impacting uh, analytics. Um, you can find information on us at uh, bitbox, B-I-T-B-O-X-U-S-A.com. Um, and um, there's a whole bunch of different uh, literature out there and case studies that we've um, worked with customers on. Well, I encourage everyone to go and, and check that out. As more devices enter the network, companies are going to need these types of platforms in order to manage everything. And, and uh, uh, to Michael's point, keep everything secure as well. So Michael Skirla, Director of Product Strategy for Bitbox USA, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.